Hello, everybody, and welcome to Voices Through Avalon. I am Sharon Fincher. And I am Katie Smith. And we are here with the oh-so-amazing Mr. Henry Walker. Oh, Peshaw, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> How you doing, <laughs> Henry? I'm well. Thank you all for having me. Much, much appreciated. Thank you for coming and accommodating us today. Henry had a story. Well, we had a story, and Henry just <laughs> helped us out because he's just as awesome as he is. Yes, we, we love Henry. Um, so... We are here to talk about you today. Well, you're here to talk about yourself, so oh, <laughs> we want to know, what do you do here at Avalon? Tell, tell our listeners what you do at Avalon. I am the sexual assault response team or the SART uh, coordinator. And so it is my job to basically gather all of the resources that are um, available and that need to be created around uh, providing services for survivors of sexual assault. And that's across not just uh, the Detroit metropolitan area, but uh, wherever there's a need, that's where we are. Okay, um, so what got you into this work? Uh, it's a funny story. No, it's not a funny story. <laughs> um, um, I come from a teaching background, so I used to be a um, teacher, and then I went from teaching to working doing a lot of directing for like a lot of the college prep programs and so uh, when I moved to Detroit I'm originally from Chicago so I moved to Detroit like uh, 11 years ago and I started uh, I, I didn't have a job so and looking forward I moved here under the premise of getting a job and when I got here the job fell through that Monday morning mm -hmm. so come that Monday morning I just remember uh, calling my mom like hey the job did not fall through and she's like you can move home and I'm like oh no <laughs> so I intentionally didn't call my mom for three days <laughs> and and in the process I just started looking for a job and so I started seeing a lot of jobs in um, in different uh, social service uh, venues and I found a job working for LGBTQ uh, community center um, and I worked there for some years so I've had some coordinating uh, backgrounds and like everything that I've done and this job came at like a perfect time in that um, Sharon and I you know we were just talking about employment uh, opportunities and Sharon told me about this job and mm -hmm. I literally like thought I applied for it and I figured <laughs> that somebody else had got the job and I said okay well you know let me either try to figure out how to you know start a mail order business at home or something <laughs> And Sharon called me a couple of like a couple of weeks later and said, "Hey, did you apply for the job?" And I said, "Yes." And so, turned out I didn't. I had applied for a job at a totally different company, <laughs> um, and I just went out for it that day. Like, got my got a better cover letter, you know, made sure the resume didn't have you know any errors, and I sent it in. And what appealed to me about it was just the level of engagement across the community. And so, what keeps me in this work is being able to engage with everybody at every end of the spectrum particularly when it comes to uh, resources to for wellness you know and safety and social justice all day <laughs> so yeah. that's how I came to this space yeah I, I think Henry's great too because like I sit in on you know your, your SART meetings and very innovative I mean, I, I love me some Henry. Like Everybody loves I Henry. I could see why this job is such a good <laughs> fit for you because you have quickly become one of my favorite people to talk to in the office. You're Don't make me cry. You're you the most interesting man in the room. Yeah. And uh, you always, uh, you're always so friendly and outgoing and positive. And I'm sure just like everybody, you have bad days, but I wouldn't know it because <laughs> when I talk to you, you're always like, hey, what's up? 
That's yeah. that's the beauty of an of an employment experience like this is that we do some very serious work, and so I have never wanted to be in a space where, as serious as we all are, sometimes we just need somebody to say, "Hey, good morning, good afternoon," or mm-hmm. if you're playing a song like you know Katie and I, we <laughs> we're, we're gonna do a greatest hits at some point. So we're. Um, <laughs> So, you know, it's important to have those because when we're not having those moments, I think we're all diligently trying to really stay together with the work that we do. Like, you can have, like, when, Sharon, I just feel for you, when you're on call, like, my heart hurts. Like, by the time I see you after you're coming off call, I know that it has been a day or days (laughs) that you've had to kind of address some really heavy, heavy business. And so... I just, I'm only doing what, you know, what my parents told me, you know, to stop doing a lot of times. I mean, I, I was always the kid where I was always told, hey, can you not sing? <laughs> you know, hey, can you be quiet? Can you stop asking questions? Henry, Henry belts out <laughs> songs that are so old or like musical. Like, I'm like, how do you even know? And it's like in these odd moments, but it's fitting, but it's like, where did that come from? It was one song. Okay, this has nothing to do with work, but but <laughs> Ruby Jackson's centerpiece, and, and you know what? <laughs> that would be a classic Henry moment because when you laugh with Henry, when you laugh with Henry, like you're la- like you're gonna fall. I think we roll on the floor you sometimes. You have belly like, laughs. It's a belly yeah, laugh. it's like from the gut. Like it's so for real, oh, and that's man. what Henry does. But you know, if you ever engage with. Mr. Henry Walker, um, please know that, you know, you may get a random song. Everything is a song. I, From, I, everything I, is you a know. song. But and you'll you, talk about a song with Henry, and then you'll get in your car, and, and the song on. will be on. It'll be the <laughs> most random magical. song. I have other powers. Henry is <laughs> magical. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that Henry um, definitely, so, you know, working with people, um, our staff is growing, and Energies need to match and everything, and I think Henry, was, you know, definitely brought something that we need. Um, you know, I think you've stolen Florence from me. Um, <laughs> she she cares more about what Henry eats now than me. I only get a meal when she wants something. She truly does. Yeah, she doesn't care what I eat anymore. So Henry has stolen my work mother, but that's okay. We can share. She just doesn't feed me. Florence, I hope you hear this. I feel some kind of way. That's, that's another plus of being here, too, is that you have, like, um, when I'm having the uh, the SAC meetings, like when we have these quarterly meetings, like I, because we're not all around each other all the time, like when I am at home or sometimes well, like I found a place where I can get some coffee and because there's somewhere to sit like close to the entrance that's blocked off and they'll tell me just sit there. So now I have like this space I can sneak off to and do work, but I am usually very... I'm, I'm like insane in my head because I'm trying to put all these pieces together and then not be triggered, you know, and then, you know, then I have to make these phone calls to different uh, organizations like, hey, can you, um, are you interested in providing the information to us about how you're handling sexual assault in your community or are there any best practices? And then, yeah. oh, and then people are like, um, no or yes or it's maybe and i'll call you back and then people don't call me back so i'm in like these spaces by myself trying to coordinate for work and so everything has to become a song (laughs) (laughs) you know and it's to the point where sometimes i even have to go out to my car and drive around the block and then i have the music blasting and then somebody pulls up to me 
you know, at the light looking like, what are you singing? And then I'll have to tell them, and then that opens up this whole conversation. They're like, pull over. And then they're like, well, what do you do? And then when I tell them what I do, they're like, oh, no wonder you're singing because you you like you work like for Law & Order. <laughs> Everybody thinks a special victim. And then yeah. I speed off because then I get nervous. You know? So, so... You know, um, at Avalon, we do talk a lot about men and sexual assault, and we don't see a lot of a lot of sexual assault advocates that are men, um, but we do talk about you know um, the survivors that are men. Mm -hmm. What is it like for you to be a man and an advocate um, in this field? It's uh, it, it's it's kind of twofold. So, like on one hand, the the kick in the head is whenever I go, like, well, of course, you know, starting the employment in the pandemic, we don't get the face-to-face. -face. So whenever I would just, like, do these drop-bys or these drive-bys, people would just be like, well, who are you again? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, my name is Henry Walker, and this is what I do. And they're like, oh, I'm used to seeing, a, you know, and it's always so inappropriate how they say it. I'm used to seeing an old broad, or used, I'm used to broads oh God, doing this work. Or, wow. And I'm like, wow, broads. Do you mean broad is <laughs> in, like, far-reaching? <laughs> You know, I want to know these things, and so the, then it's uh, it's more of a it's more of a connection once people see me and then they hear from me, and so for me the work is uh, I, for me it's a personal reason too because I am a survivor and that was something that took me like a very long time to even discuss with my family, let alone anyone outside of it. So then when I add that part and people just kind of you know it. And even that. So when you're a male and you're doing uh, survival work, uh, the first question is always, well, we're used to seeing women in this. And then the second part of it is, it's not even a question, but the commentary usually is, you know, because men, you know, men can't be raped. And then I have to look at them in the eye and say, okay, well, hey, I want to, let me tell you a story. And then I'll lay the whole story out and I'll speak of it in this way that it's not me. And I'm like, oh, by the way, that little boy I'm talking about is me. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so... But it's empowering for me because it moves me to a space to be able to speak to the reality of it and how we come back from it. So. Wow. Thanks for that, Henry. Oh, no problem. Yeah. Um, when we used to have the men's groups, Henry, before I started working there, would come and support the groups. Everybody loves to hear Henry talk, you know. Um, but you just always have so much solid stuff to say. Like, it, it's it's so impactful. Um, you're also an author. That little thing. Henry writes books, <laughs> you know, aside from being a, a music connoisseur, he also <laughs> writes books. You just had a book that came out. I did. I do. Um, what is it called? Oh, it's called He Knows Nothing, ironically. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Which is funny because Henry is like the encyclopedia man. I, know, I feel right? like you ask him a question you, about some weird animal that's like pink or something and he, he would knows. know what you're talking those about. Are, those are my... The next book is going to be called UF Billions, which is Useless Facts in the Billions. I, mm. I know a lot of useless facts. You <laughs> truly do. Uh, but, yeah, just uh, just finished that particular book, and that just was about a, the journey of, even within this work, we're always trying to figure out how best to help survivors um, get their stories out or at least be in a space where they can be comfortable with the story of their life and whatever those next steps look like. So this book was about uh, trying to find out uh, more about these individuals in my family. My maternal grandfather was raised by my great-grandmother's second husband. So mm -hmm. 
her first husband died when my grandfather was probably like barely 10 or 11. And mm -hmm. um, so I started finding more about this man. His name is Grant Fields. And it just took me on this journey where I just wanted to know everybody. So I started finding out about relatives on both sides to like a lot of ancestry links and um, and then having, you know, these conversations with my family and then pulling on dreams that I've had since I was a kid about these people mm -hmm. who, you know, you always wonder, like, why am I dreaming about these people? And I don't even recognize them and remembering in these dreams that there's this man saying, hey, these are people, you know, you just haven't met them yet. And mm -hmm. I'm like, well, this is crazy. But it turned out into a book. Wow. So, <laughs> wow I'm all in. I'm yeah. like, say more. <laughs> I want to know insane. more, Henry. So why, why do you write, Henry? Because it's something that you're very clearly passionate about. You know, we've talked about it a lot with, you know, I, I've heard you talk about it a lot. You've shared it, and, you know, in our passion projects for our staff meeting. Like, what, what like, feeds your soul, like, with the writing? It was um, being, I'm, the, I'm my mother's third child, and there are four of us. So my two sisters, one is two years older, and the, the other is six years older. And so when they started school, like I went from having a playmate, particularly my sister who's like two years older than me, like this was my buddy. You know, I went from having somebody there all the time to now she's not there. And I wasn't in, um, I wasn't in preschool yet, but watching her and my older sister go to school, I would just be so lonely. And so um, I have this scar on my head that came from me running into like the corner of a wall and busting my head wide open of mm. which you know years later I think I always I think I fell on my head like every year after that since then but wait a second I have the same thing yeah oh yeah right above my yeah. eyebrow that's the same situation oh my God. it slid into the corner of the wall and the story is just terrible and it's 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 funny but it's a terrible day that it happened and so then my mom took me to the hospital and they said they they stitched it up openly and my mom went and got me a bunch of books and stuff so come my sisters taught me how to read and my mother didn't think i could read and mm -hmm. write and so one day they were like mama hank can read because i'm hank to them so hank can read and write my mom's like he's four he cannot stop lying and <laughs> and then she would just pick random stuff for me to read and then write things and so it became so fun seeing how excited that that got her that at five, I was like, I want to write books, too, because it was something about seeing a book on a bookshelf and smelling books and mm. feeling pages. And so I used to make uh, books, um, cut pictures out of the encyclopedias, of which I'm still kind of, like, upset that I did that. But <laughs> I would try to make these picture books and these little stories, and I did that my whole life. So writing was something that... Um, it, it, it was like the friend that I had that no matter what I wanted to say or do, it was like, let's do it. <laughs> and, and so that's pretty much how, how I, and even, you know, writing is, you know, probably my longest standing habit that, um, <laughs> habits, it's that, it's that habit that makes me feel good. And, you know, I can go to it and I'm fulfilled whether I write a page or a line or a series of poems or a short story. So. You know what's funny is I actually just applied for a library card. <laughs> I haven't had one since I was like a kid, and I thought about you. I was like, I feel like Henry be proud of me because I have this library card. I, I am proud. I just don't want you to be like me and, and wind up keeping books for like a year. No, I just need to not be creepy and go in and smell all of them because I feel like I could be creepy that way. Well, with the mask on, nobody knows what we're doing. So. <laughs> That's true. Just hold it up to just, my face. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, we, we have a very 
talented staff, you know, um, in our meetings sometimes we take turns in talking about our talents and things like that. So, you know, um, it's interesting when your coworkers share parts of themselves and people are like, oh, and like so amazed. I haven't done it yet. I don't know what I'm going to do, but. <laughs> I'm here for it. I yeah. can't wait. <laughs> Me either. I don't know. We'll We're going to mark our calendar. See what Sharon is, is into at that time. Um, so I have one more question for you, Henry, for me. Um, what do you want to do with this position that you're in as start coordinator? Like, what are some goals that you have for the year um, to just elevate the work you're doing? So when I got the job, like, I was so super-duper excited, and then I immediately, you know, my stomach fell into my shoe when I started looking at the information. Uh, the information, the statistics are are are, are hurtful. Um, the follow up that survivors get from certain services is disrespectful sometimes. And so, what I would like to see in this role, like my goal in this role, is to make sure that what we know of as Avaline Healing Centers, particularly with the sexual assault response team, I would like for us to be the template for how we coordinate services, but not just how we coordinate services and give ourselves a pat on the back for being able to hand out a 64-page uh, a booklet that says, hey, if you do these, you'll be better, but make it an active, engaging collective and that individuals know that regardless of if you work for law enforcement, if you work for uh, health and wellness programs or uh, if you're in the med like wherever you are, that there's a role that we can play in, in ensuring that survivors can go that next step with getting their healing, but not just their healing, justice. And even if that looks like a survivor stopping wherever they are and saying, I am satisfied with the outcome of where I am, even still knowing that somebody else can learn from that story too. So being able to make sure that the work we do reaches all the corners of not just the tri-county area, but and not just the state, but I mean, we have staggering statistics on the numbers of survivors whose stories go unreported. Mm -hmm. And so being able to have this, this space and this particular project being able to be like a great outline for people to say enough is enough. No idea. Uh oh. Okay. I'm like, is it my pacemaker? <laughs> <laughs> Phones vibrating. Apologies, everybody. We all got scared. It wasn't me. <laughs> it, was, it was me. I apologize. It's okay. Fashion. <laughs> I'm like, don't oh, look wow. at me that way. Look how you're looking at me, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Brian has been riding me all day today. I don't know what I did. Brian, Brian is, yeah, our podcast engineer, and, yeah. and he's not, he doesn't look happy Brian right now. Brian has been on my case today. I'm sorry, Brian. We love you, Brian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. But that that's that's good. You know, um, I'm, you have brought in a lot of organizations that we had never seen before um, at the oh, last thank you. at the last <laughs> meeting. And and even in the conversations that I've had with you about your follow up and oh that wasn't Sorry. me and even the conversations I've had with you about your follow up and the way that you um, <clears throat> really engage the people um, I'm excited to see I'm sure there's going to be more people at the next meeting but you know the conversations that were had and everything and the ideas that were being tossed around uh, was one of the best meetings that I had been to, so I, I, will, I wanted to call you and tell you that, but I, I, I oh, didn't thank have a you. chance. But you know, I'm I'm excited to see what you're doing 
Oh, thanks. Um, this next meeting ought to be even greater. We have some um, some resources once again, you know, because I'm kind of a stalker when it comes to, hey, what are you doing? Can you do A, B, C, or D for me? So I just went out on a limb and I started looking at all of the resources, even things that I see you all do. When you guys tell me about an organization that you have either worked with or you heard something about, I'm diligently like, ooh, okay, let me see. How does this how does this tie into what we're doing? And so with this next, uh, with the next collaborative meeting, like I was able to touch base with someone who called us for something different, but she just so happened to be on my list of people that I wanted wow. to reach out to. That's wow. awesome. And, yeah. you know, and then, um, attending, um, a, um, like a, a, well, it's a virtual conference. Everything's virtual. So attending the Indian Violence Against Women in the National uh, Conference, Beyond 10, and there's a gentleman who spoke, and he is someone who he's responsible for this 80-hour curriculum, the sexual assault curriculum that uh, the Detroit, I mean, not Detroit, but close, we're coming there. But the Metropolitan um, Police Department out of D.C. has uh, utilized their work, and this gentleman has even done work in uh, Pretoria, South Africa, on wow. um, police wow. efforts on addressing sexual assault so he was somebody that i just saw there and i said let me reach out to him and he called me back <laughs> and he's looking shocked because i said henry's bringing in people that we've never seen before <laughs> okay <laughs> right oh, right <laughs> uh, whatever yeah. cool katie has a lightning round yes it's a very exciting round um Ooh. we never tell anybody about it it just happens i like this already so i'm going to ask you some fun and exciting questions to get to know you a little bit more okay. um on a personal level so first question what is your favorite restaurant Ooh. here in detroit specifically here in detroit specifically so my favorite restaurant right now is detroit vegan soul Mm. All right. <laughs> yes, healthy man. <laughs> yeah, but I still go get a chicken wing from um, from Captain J's too, though. So. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, favorite song, and I know that you have a lot of songs because oh, we talk about songs every day. That's so unfair. However, there is a song that um, uh, I really love. It's by a gentleman. His name is DJ Rogers, and it's called um, "It's Good to Be Alive." Or, or ain't it good to be alive? It has this real <laughs> funky. That sounds like a Henry song. <laughs> yeah, it's my get up and move song. Like I have a whole concert, you know. Okay. You you have a whole concert every day in the office. So <laughs> don't try to play like you just yeah. do it once in a so while. So let, let me rephrase that. It's part of the morning series of concerts oh. daily. <laughs> okay. Okay. I have different moods concerts. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Next question. Favorite quote, and I know you have an answer to this. Something my grandmother said um, for my whole life, and Ms. Feldeman, I know you're somewhere listening and watching, but my grandmother would always say, if you think this is something, you just keep living. Hmm. Hmm. That's positive. Yes. Okay, and last question. If you could change one thing right now in the world mm. to make it better, what would it be? Just, I'd get rid of racism. Uh, racism is at the root of so so much that impacts the world. Mm -hmm. uh, but if I could get rid of racism, that would be my deal. We could deal with everything else after that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Mr. Henry Walker. Uh, we appreciate you coming. Thank you guys for having me. Mm -hmm.
enlightening us and, and gracing us with gracing us with your presence. It's always a treat. I ain't nobody. I'm just my parents' <laughs> child, but I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> the offer and this opportunity. This is you guys are doing a wonderful thing. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. This is awesome. awesome. Thank you, Henry. Well, thank you. So I am Sharon Fincher. And I'm Katie Smith. And you have been on with Voices Through Avalon. Check us out next time. Bye-bye, everybody.